Hola, 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 and welcome to Ayuda, I Failed Spanish. This podcast is for all you guys who tanked your Spanish class. It is dedicated to all the fun elements of teaching Spanish that I liked. And now to introduce me, I am Jameson, your new virtual Spanish teacher. Join me as I try my darndest to teach my star student, Michael or Miguel, as much conversational Spanish as we can in one summer. Uh, last week, you guys know we built a huge base with the verb ser, a classic Shakespearean verb that helps you survive wherever you are in the Spanish-speaking world. Uh, and as a reminder, uh, my goal is to get Michael as conversational as he possibly can. I'm not as concerned about pure accuracy with the grammar, but rather, can he communicate and could somebody understand him? Michael, you studied Spanish here and there throughout high school, and now your goal is to kind of use it in life, correct? Correct. Awesome. And so what's the extra incentive for you as you begin to pick up some more Spanish? Well, the extra incentive is travel, to be as straightforward as I can. I'm, I'm going to Mexico with Judy. Um, if Yo. you've been listening, you know. If you Producer know, you Judy. know. <laughs> Producer Judy. Uh, I don't know why, but um, just then that song, Hey, Hova Man, they daffodil, just popped into my mind. Mm. Yeah, but that's Judy, <laughs> and I'm going to Mexico with her, and we're gonna um, we're gonna try our darndest to navigate uh, with as much conversational Spanish as we can. I love that. Uh... Quick check-in with you guys. How is all of the planning going for your Mexico trip? Are you still going to Mexico? Well, I mean, right now, if you... Let's say we drive to an airport, and we have to go through a toll, and then that easy pass is scanned, we get actually fined for leaving the city and then make, coming back into the city at this point in time. I don't know when you're listening, but right now, COVID is a thing and um that's our situation right now yes all all blessings and praises so that's where we are and so we don't know but our intention is to be in mexico asap it's ironic because i'm in chattanooga tennessee right now and literally everything is just starting to reopen there is there are so many people everywhere absolutely everywhere to the point that i was like good gosh this yeah. is wild. Nobody's wearing a mask. It's stress. I mean, and that's oh, not yeah. true. So I mean, we we have a shared history, so I know what specific mm -hmm. like town you, you're in, and you know that the the county was like on the number. It, it was like number. Five. Uh, let's say top five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought it was like three, four, or five of like the you know new new cases. I so, know. So that's not very good, you know. We're not doing well, but we are doing. No. True. That's all I can say. Um, in addition to this, while I'm excited to be having a podcast, many of you guys know we've been talking about mi perrito. He's not a perrito. He's a un perro viejo, anciano. He's an old dog. Oliver Papito, who today I have changed kind of the setup of what I'm doing to record. And because of that, I had to get rid of the rug in my apartment, which now means that whenever he walks, all you hear is the click and clack of his paws and nails. Um, so <laughs> he is sitting in my lap. You may hear some of his, <laughs> of his pe heavy panting. Good gosh. Uh, 
But yes, do know that Oliver Papito is here, my pretentious little pup, right? Yep, that's as silent as he'll be. All right, Michael, let's oh. get started. Because <laughs> he's driving me nuts today. Um, how is it going? How is all the Spanish being used? Are you using Spanish still as much as you can? I'm using it as much as I can. Um, to be honest, it's it's difficult with um, social distancing and then... Judy tries to practice with me, but she uh. kind of switches back and forth between <laughs> French and, and Spanish. So it's kind of confusing. And then so here's where I'm at. I think back on our episodes. I edit our episodes. I listen to um I I listen to like as much Spanish as I as I can when I'm not like, you know, working. Like if I have free time yeah. that's absolutely free then I'll make the effort, like watch a show, pop a YouTube thing on, maybe and what watch have you been a kid's show. Well, I've been watching, to be honest, like bad, um, like really bad YouTube videos of like bad music of like days of the week. But it's they're actually really helpful because um, as much it's, you know, the way that I learned in days of the week in english was a song mm -hmm. like i think mm -hmm. using music especially very simple digestible melodies is um is can be used to your advantage so i'm just doing what i can um but but the, the actual spanish-speaking community to me that that is available in the city uh, available is a weird w way to say it but that is present here in the yeah. city is like um it's it's very very limited uh, right now because everyone's inside and then when we're outside it's like you know we're everyone's a little weird still yeah <laughs> yes that's fair all right i appreciate yeah. it um as you know we've been kind of reviewing some of the building blocks the basics of spanish in order to be able to just communicate kind of share who you are ask a couple of questions so we do this at the start of every episode what do you remember and i want to kind of contain it within the past two weeks so past two weeks, we're going to look a little bit more at subject pronouns, how we identify who we're talking to or about, and then that beautiful foundational Shakespearean verb, ser. What do you remember? Wow. I mean, I remember that what is very, very important is who you're speaking to. Yep. How, how many people you are speaking to. and then the status of the person that you're speaking to, which is just like the best way that I can say that last one is like your, your social, maybe your social or professional relationship to the person you're speaking to might inform um, certain ways that you address them. And um, so if you're addressing a single person, I think the two m most important things are gender the gender yep. of the person, because that influences a lot of verb conjugations. And then the second thing is um, the status. So back to the status thing of like, how do you relate to the person? Do you see them as someone who is um, kind of like your elder or someone you look up mm -hmm. to? Or are they your equal? Or are they maybe someone who is looking up to you? Are you the example? Are you the elder? Um, so these are all things to keep in mind. Um, but then when we get to ser, um, the infinitive form of the most basic form of the verb to be, 
Yep. Then these conjugations really get into play because, um, you know, there there are many different there there it's it's like there's one way basically to say everything, but then that one way is tweaked depending on the multiple circumstances you might find yourself in. Okay, so walk me through. Sense. I mean, yes, I'm tracking with you for our listeners. What do you mean when you say when you said that last bit? Okay, so there's there's when you're conjugating verbs, like especially mm-hmm. ser, mm-hmm. um, there's basically one rule that you can lay over each of the subject pronouns, um, but they're different like depending on the circumstance that you find yourself in when you're using them. Um, so I can't, like, I guess to me, like in, in terms of time, like present tense or past tense, um, is going to affect things a little bit, but it's not going to completely change like the root of the verb that you're working with. I don't, I don't really know how to better explain that. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about verbs, we often have two parts of a verb of an infinitive. You have your stem and your ending. And when you conjugate Mm. that verb, you're going to have the ending that's changing. In the verb ser, the entire thing changes, so it's a little tricky. But, good gosh, I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm watching my dog at the moment scratch himself, eat his food, spit it out, and then eat it again. And what? it is absolutely foul. Yeah, so he takes, he does this, he does this thing because I have healthy dog food for him, so it has these little like health bites of vitamins and such so he'll take an entire mouthful of it walk over to where he wants to eat spit it all out not chewed and then just eat the parts that are not the healthy bites whoa big brain exactly and so now as he scratches himself and does all of that it's a bit uh disconcerting all that have you ever ground it up and put it in there no because they're like tiny little like vitamin balls like it's they're tiny but he just, he knows exactly what he doesn't That's want. so crazy. That's amazing. I know. All right. Well. So, um, with the verb, we have a stem and an ending. The ending usually changes. The weird thing about ser right now, it's unusual, is that the entire verb changes. So we had soy, and then for two, that casual, informal way to talk to you, we ended up with eres. There's nothing similar yeah. about soy and eres. But as we move on into a bit more communication-based Spanish, we're going to find that there are some similarities with stems versus endings. But I love it. I am ready. Today, senor, my goal is to talk to you a bit more conceptually about how we talk really about ownership and things that we can own. Sound good? Yes. All right. So the basic verb for ownership that we like to use is tener. Tener meaning to have. Have you ever heard of the verb tener before? I have. I love it. Where have you tener. heard it? Um, Spanish class in Great. mi alma mater. <laughs> e, e, Duolingo. Gracias. Duolingo. Wonderful. All right. Tener being to have, when I conjugate it, and I'm not going to walk you through all of that because obviously you're doing your Duolingo. And those of you guys listening, you are also doing Duolingo, hopefully watching your YouTube, or you have the base understanding. 
of Spanish. We know that tener, our conjugations, are going to be yo tengo, tienes, tiene, tenemos, tenéis, as we take our plane to where, Michael? Mexico. No, good gosh. Plane to Spain. Oh, plane to Spain. <laughs> Whoops. This is what we talked about. You take your plane to Spain for the Vosotros. Vosotros. Exactly. Exactly. Ay, ay, ay. Can you repeat those again? I have yo yeah. tengo, tu tienes. El a usted. They all share tiene. We have nosotros or nosotras tenemos. Vosotros, vosotras tenéis. And then ellos, ellas, and ustedes are going to share tienen. Tiene. So in English, wow. I have, you have, he has, she has, we have, y'all have, they have, you guys have. Thank Tracking? You. Yep. Wonderful. All right, so what do we use it for? The two ways that I like to explain it are, in Spanish, one of the best ways to use the verb tener is to talk about how old you are. So in English, we constantly say, I am X amount of years. So right now I am 27. And Michael, how old are you? 28. And you are turning 29 very soon. Yes. In Spanish, instead of saying I am this many years, we always say I have this many years. And I like to talk about it. I like it a lot better. One, my gosh. Sit. Olive, burrito. Stay. Perrito. Okay, you're staying up here now. All right. So when we talk about tener and age, I think it's a beautiful way to explain the concept of age because it is almost as if you have accumulated, I have gathered all of these years of experience. So when you hmm. think about it like that, instead of just like, right now I am 27 years old, Saying I have these years of my life with me, I think philosophically is a lot more powerful. Another reason that I like Spanish so much more than I enjoy English. Love it. Makes sense? To quote El Profesor. El Profesor, I see. All right, so when we talk about age, what we're going to do is we're going to say, let's, if we're going to practice something practical for you, somebody says, ¿Cuántos años tienes? They're asking, how many years do you have? How old are you? We would respond with, yo tengo, insert your age here. So for me, yo tengo 27 años. And the way we spell años is A-N with that little squiggle that we call a tilde over it. O-S, A-N-Y-O-S. Makes sense. So we have, yo tengo 27 años. Michael, do you, I mean, you know your years, correct, in Spanish? Yeah, I think. Or I your mean, numbers, sorry, your numbers. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's shaky past a certain point, and I, it'll, if I reviewed for a, few, a couple days, I think I'd be good, but um, yeah. I think it's, yo tengo, yo tengo 28 años. Yo tengo 28 años, exactly right. And as you continue to practice, working on your vowels, going 28. 28. Vein, 20? Yeah, almost like a vein in your arm. 28. How do you spell it? Uh, v, E, I, N, T, E. Okay. V, E, I, N, T. Oh, 
ve, oh, I'm so ve, sorry. That's 20. But if we're going to do 28, it would be ve, e, i, n, t, i, o, che, o. So v, e, i, n, t, i. Veintiocho. Veintiocho. Yo tengo veintiocho años. Exactly right. So we can talk about our age. That question is always, ¿cuántos años tienes? Or, ¿cuántos años tienen ustedes? If I'm talking to you and Julie. But I can also mm -hmm. talk a little bit about what I own or what I have. And it doesn't have to be exactly what I own because I have purchased something. I could say, yo tengo dos hermanos. I have two brothers. Or, yo tengo uh, un perrito. I have a dog. Now, I did buy my dog, and I rescued him, but I did not buy my brothers. <laughs> Got <laughs> it. Was, thank you. Uh, so it could be describing the hair that you have. It could be describing your hunger. So if you're hungry, we're always going to go with, yo tengo hambre. I have hunger. Instead of, I am hungry. So I have hunger. Yo tengo sed. I have thirst. All of that. So a lot of the conditions that we're feeling and the people in our lives, especially with families and the kind of hair that we have, yo tengo pelo uh, castaño, I have brown hair, yo tengo pelo rubio, I have blonde hair, etc., etc. All that to be said, I have one more little blip for you, and this is a great one that I love to use. It's an infinitive expression about to have to do something. So if you have to do your homework, if you have to eat, uh, this is how we do it. It's a formula that we go tener, that verb tener we've been working on, plus the word que. So tener plus que plus whatever infinitive that you want to do as the action. And an example of that would be yo tengo que comer. I'm going to throw this to Michael. Michael, if I said yo tengo que comer, Comer being to eat, what do you think I'm trying to say? That you want to eat? So close, but even more than that. What is tener? Tener is to... Have? Have. So if I say tengo que comer, I have to eat. Oh, it's like, okay. Okay. Like I, I gotta got to do it, this. Got it, I got have it. to do this. Yo tengo que estudiar. I have to study. Oh, Nosotros, okay. you and I, we tenemos que hablar en español. What am I trying to say there? Uh, we have to speak in Spanish. Brilliant. Exactly right. So when you do, you're going to always conjugate that tener in the first part, and then you just leave that last action alone in its infinitive. And it's one of the best ways that you can just say like, hey, I got to do this. Your parents call... They say, hey, you have to do your homework. And you say, oh, I'm so sorry. I got to go. Yo tengo que hacer mi tarea. I have to do my homework. Whoa. I know. Okay. So it's a nice cheat on just kind of going a little more casual with slang. Not necessarily even slang, but just sounding like you actually know what you're doing. Communication. Yo tengo que. And then you put whatever infinitive you want after that. Questions? Um, no, but can you maybe provide another example with a different um, verb? Yeah, for sure. Thank you for asking. I have a couple more left. Uh, yo tengo que jugar basketball. 
I yeah, Yo Tango K Kumar. Wait, Yo Tango K Hugar uh, basketball. Uh, I have to play. Yep, I gotta Great. play basketball. Hugar. Yo Tengo que explorar español. I I do have to explore mm-hmm. Spanish. Exactly right. And ex- That's true. explorar is an example of what concept that we've talked about. Where it sounds the same in English and Spanish, and it means the same. Cognate. Love it. And that, dude, is your lesson for this week. What? Dude, I this know. flies by. I know. Welcome to Decent Spanish Teaching. All right, let's jump into one of my favorite times of our podcast. When we find out that you've been cheating the entire prep period, we're going to play our Juego de Vocabulario. Juego meaning game of vocab. In English, we say vocab game. Juego coming from jugar, which we just used. All right, so Michael, the first one's super topical. We talked about okay. the word año, which means year, correct? Sí. So I Señor. say, yo tengo 27 años. Meaning what? The, you're 27 years old. And you would say what for yourself? Yo tengo 28 años. Exactly right. All right, so that's the word año. A word that sounds super similar to it, but if I change it just a little bit, I get a different mm-hmm. word, and that word is called ano. So you drop that squiggle, and I'm going to have the word ano. What do you think ano means? That's your first one. A-N-A-O. Um, uh, okay, ano is year, so ano would be... I really want to be right, but is it like second? No. Let me give you a hint. I wish, and any of you guys that are listening that know the answer, I do hope that you're getting a nice chuckle out of this. Uh, So if I say yo tengo 27 años, I'm saying I have 27 years. If I say yo tengo 27 años, that's a very big concern with my body. Anuses? There we go. Yes. Oh, wait, so, oh, really? So, años is year and ano is anus? Yeah, so ano is year. I did not think you guys would take me there. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> surprised. <laughs> One of my favorite things that I've done with my classes is their family tree project. Yeah. And I used to teach in the classroom. We would do this project where students would present on their family. And one of the best jokes in Spanish, and as a teacher, many of us know, are like, oh, here we go. Mi papá tiene 40 años, is my dad is 40 years old. But if I just drop the accent off of papá and I drop the tilde squiggle off of año and I say mi papá tiene 40 años, I have now said my potato has 40 anuses. Oh my goodness. And so real quick in Spanish one, I can tell if people can do pronunciation, but I can also just enjoy for the day listening to kid after kid talk about their father as a potato with 40 anuses. Number two is called La Baya. La Baya. B-A-Y-A. La Baya. La Baya. The beach. You're so close 
That is a playa. I will give you a hint. La Fresa. La Fresa Uh is an example of a baya. And you love fresas. I love fresas. You love to comer your fresas. Wow. I love to eat my tacos. That would just be a taco, but yes, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Here we go. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so a baya is going to be this is this is gold, Judy. I know you're thrilled because no, that's an hamburguesa. No, no, no. Uh... (laughs) La baya is the berry. (laughs) It is the berry with la fresa being the. What's your favorite berry to eat? Blueberry. Good gosh, Judy. There we go. Strawberry. I don't even really like berries, especially because I just heard about the fact that like most berries have worms. And the FDA is like, hey, you can have this many amount of worms in your berries and it's good. So I'm, I'm kind of over berries. Oh, God. But it's good to know that baya is berry. The last one is a verb. It is called hacer. Hacer. H-A-C-E-R-E. Hacer. Can I have a hint? Yeah. Um, when you go home in la casa, tienes que hacer la tarea. Um... Wash. La tarea being our homework. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Review. Do. Ah. Uh? Do. There we go. To do. So hacer is to do or to make. So we can use yo, yo tengo que hacer mi tarea. I have to do my homework. It's a great example. Um, and those are your three for El Juego de Vocabulario, senor. Wow. Oh, for three. Oh, no, you got Ano. All right. And on that note, I would love to throw it over to our dear friend, producer Judy, where she's going to take us into our final segment of Sabes Judy, que? Judy, Judy, Judy. Hola, hola, hola. Do you know? Sabes que means do you know? <laughs> Hello. Uh, Hi. All right. How are you? I'm superb. Good. Uh, ¿Qué tal? Muy bien, gracias. Okay, so here's my fun fact. Mexico, Mexico, is 82% Roman Catholic. The Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe, Our Lady of Guadalupe, a Catholic title of the Blessed Virgin Mary. A rendering of the Virgin Mary that you're probably quite familiar with. You've seen her everywhere. And the Basilica of Our Lady of, um, you know, Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe um, (laughs) in Mexico City is the most visited Catholic pilgrimage in the entire world. That's my fun fact. It's super interesting. And as you said, Basilica, the only Basilica that I've ever actually gone to is in Paris, uh, in Montmartre. Have you ever been to Paris, Judy? See. Yeah. I've lo- I love Montmartre is my absolute favorite part of Paris and they have a basilica there and it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, I think I've actually only walked around outside, but it was a beautiful structure. Well, yeah. The word you guys were looking for is a homonym, which is a word that sounds similar, but <laughs> means different things. Sounds similar, means different things. 
but in the same language, because when it's in different languages, that's a false cognate. I love it. Hominate. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Muchisimas gracias. Let me take you guys into your tarea. And Michael, I have a quick question for you. Have you done your weekly speaking assignment for our Taki Tuesday? And for our listeners, as a reminder, as we talk about this, you guys have until the end of this weekend to submit your Taki Tuesday entries to us via Instagram at Spanish. So Michael, have you done this? And how did it go, if so? Uh, no. And I am embarrassado with embarrassment. <laughs> I am pregnant and with embarrassment. So, <laughs> and so here we go. So I just trashed myself right there. So That's there's good. half of the homework. And then the other half of the homework. No, I'm kidding. I will do it in full. So um, what, the thing it, what parts oh. have you done? Because we had a two-part assignment last time. What's the, I don't, I didn't do it. No, I didn't do any of it. I haven't done any of it. It was to oh. describe yourself in Spanish. And then to also trash talk your friend in Spanish. Describe them in a oh, negative the, way. You mean, oh, I, I was viewing that as one assignment. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. No, Two parts. I haven't, I haven't done it, uh, but I'm going to do it. I'm going uh, to do it. I love it. And as soon as you do it, we will post it on our Instagram. Do I you want it, it. it in, a, in a video? 100%. Yeah. So when we do these Taki Tuesdays, the best way for Michael and for all of you guys that listen and choose to compete for your bag of Takis, my favorite snack, uh, which I forgot how spicy they were until recently. Um, if you guys want to do it, you have to send in a video of yourself doing it. I'm listening for your pronunciation. And did you actually do the assignment? Mm. Okay. That's how you're entered. We'll pick our favorite. Michael, you have to do this, and I am always listening to your pronunciation. But on top of that, your media assignment for this week, a little bit different, something where you are interpreting or taking something in as you process through Spanish, is I want you to find a sign in Queens in Spanish. Okay. Find a sign in Queens in Spanish, and then if you can... Uh, when you have a picture, send it in to us. You can DM it to us, all of you guys. And if you're not in Queens, find it in your city or where you're around. Another opportunity to just interact with some Spanish. Circle those words in Spanish that we've learned or that you know. What parts can you understand of that sign? Deal? Brilliant. Deal. I love it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. This is another lesson. And if you have not yet, you can follow us on Instagram at I failed Spanish. And as you know and can tell now, we are progressing through this series with a lot of different, exciting, interactive projects and challenges. Join us on our email list, too, if you want to have a little bit more direct communication with the team and hear about some extra exciting opportunities. That link is in our bio on Instagram, at Spanish. But honestly, even if you didn't fail Spanish, that is fine. Just join us on this exciting journey as we take our baby failure podcast into a fluent and phenomenal podcast. Hasta luego and you have to say adios. Adios, mi profesor. (laughs) Gracias. Oh my gosh. Adios. Ayuda is produced by Rock Rising. Follow us on Instagram at I Failed Spanish to learn along with us. Adios. Hasta luego. Hasta pronto. Hasta mañana. Ciao.